What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the A Show. It is I, Johnny Five, and Meals, the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast, and we are awesome. Meals, what's up, man? Listen, man, I don't know. This is real. I'm sorry, I was so excited we found this thing. Like literally, like 40 seconds before the show. Um, <laughs> so we're working on a secret project. I was initially going to announce it this week. I think I'm gonna push it to next week, and you'll know why next week that it's announced next week and not this, not uh, um, this week. But we're working on a special project which requires quite a bit of research. And we've been looking at old wrestling promos, and we found this Eminem Triple H one that, you know what? I'm just gonna wait till after the show. We got a lot to talk about this episode, so I want to, yeah, I I, I want to wait till the end of the show to find this, or at least enjoy this. But yeah. otherwise, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. The Knicks are in the playoffs. I I will I will actually making this formal announcement now. I will be at game two. I will be oh, there. Wow. Are you gonna be I'm, in the vaccinated section? I'm going to be in the vaccinated section. <laughs> I'm going to be in the vaccinated section with everyone who has been. I mean, to be honest with you, if they put me in the unvaccinated section, I'm like, cool. Like, I need. No, space. you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Somebody but, might like, have that damn, the Brazilian COVID strain, bro. They're going to have all types of strains in there, bro. But, like all right. That. So would, you, would you be more annoyed with a random strain of COVID? Or like forty white, loud New Yorkers, just <laughs> come on, bro. There's so many. There's so many caveats to that because one, I would never be there. <laughs> Two, I would never. I would never You've go got to come stage. to MSG. It's a different feeling. It's a different feeling. You've okay, got to go but, to MSG one day. But three, I would rather that than death and and losing my taste and and uh, what is it? Uh, smell. Lots of I'd other rather, things, yes. Yeah, lots of lots of those things. I would rather all of that. And I don't even really know, like, if you catch it after you're vaccinated, like, what? Like, I know it's like not as extreme. So I, I've heard that people don't lose their taste and their smell, and shit like that. But I don't want to be sick ever. So I, <laughs> I don't want to risk that shit whatsoever. I guess, I guess you can you can hang out with uh, all the other crazy loud New Yorkers. I guess if the if that's yeah. the sort of option. But you know what? Yeah, I'll be there. I'm very happy. I'm very. This is my first ever next playoffs game. I'm still seeking my first Knicks win. I've been to two Knicks games before, and we've lost all both of them. What, so what? from the from the way it looked uh, two days ago, looks like you don't might say be that. that again. <laughs> no, don't say that. Don't say that. Speaking literally... of which, <laughs> speaking of which, please, please, if you haven't had a chance, please tap into the Elite Media channel uh, to listen to the most current episode of RSPN with uh, Mark, Jeff, and a special guest. Uh, Cam and our good buddy A plus talking about the playoffs. That's such a hilarious episode. I literally just got done fit, uh, uh, listening to it right before the show. Um, we got a special guest. Yes, of course. We got a, we we got got a special guest. We got a Hall of Fame guest here. Mm, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, he's not actually. This is his second time on the show, so I'm very. Yeah, this is like we get to say like finally the return. Um. Last seen on the A Show on the one year anniversary of the A Show, which means how how many years have we been doing this now? Like four, three, four, three, three, four. four. It's been a couple years. (laughs) It's been a couple years since he's been on. Um, I don't even remember what we were talking about on that episode, but it had to be hilarious at the time. But we want to welcome back Sinvidius to the show. Um, Thank you, sir. First of all, for being 
once a Hall of Fame patron, which is, you know, now you just cash in your money in the bank and now you're on the show and now you get to spread the gospel of whatever you're spreading to the masses. What's up, man? I'm glad to be here. Glad to be uh, somewhat friends with y'all. And <laughs> I, Don't I say somewhat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you somewhat. have the DMs. We have conversations. Come on. <laughs> I mean, we ain't never met in person yet, I guess, but I've never, but, but, but dog, I've never met meals in person. So oh, <laughs> never, no, ever, <laughs> never, ever, <Yeah>. ever. <laughs> but We're just completely... as much friends as the other two of us. I guess I feel uh, a little tighter now, but I, I completely forgot the Patreon level uh, was called Hall of Fame. I was like, oh shit, you calling me a Hall of Famer? Like I... I feel like high self-esteem right now. Got you should. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You got uh, the Miz curtain jerking for me as a guest. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah, yes. I like yes. that. I like that. You know what? Yes. On. Yes. Hold on. Yes, hold I will on. say that. We, we, let, let, let's talk. Talk to him, Sinvidia. Talk to him, New York. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm curtain jerker. I mean, I'm from Jersey, you know, that where the year originated, I, I stand. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Tri-state beef. Wow. There's a lot of things that come out of New Jersey. I just like to remember, just like to remind you that there's a lot worse things in year. I'll let you know that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, God. dog, yesterday I just noticed like half my muffler has like fallen the fuck off. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's Jersey for you. Potholes and shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Listen, um, how have you been, man, since the since the last time you were on the show? Do you remember what we talked about on that one year, or are you just like in the blur, like it was for us? Yeah, yeah I, um, I just got. I guess the show was in the summer, so I might have just been done with uh, my spring semester of college that year, and I was doing the acting class. So, like, we were talking a lot about wrestling as a performance art and such. Mm, yeah you're right you're right i do 100 percent remember that and then like we would like follow up i remember like last year we would have these conversations about these this randy orton promo and then you actually like you were very oh, yeah. high praise of that promo um fuck because yeah, it was so, just so good i mean word I'm, I'm the type of guy like i it was just one class and it was called intro to acting right uh, yeah. and like i don't know if it's insecurity but i'm like oh man i'm, I'm not an actor yet like i barely done anything but like i get compliments from people and such and i'm like i mean i guess i might um but yeah that uh i was taking intro to acting two last year and then covid hit and and i was also taking jazz band you know fucking performance classes of all things to be you know you can't really do those remotely so yeah. they had us uh my professor was like all right i like we were supposed to actually do scene work this semester and work with each other, but it was like, all right, I guess do some monologues and record them and I'll critique them or whatever. And it was kind of lame, but um, <laughs> I, I really loved that promo though. Like, like I've really felt everything he was saying. And so like, I'm like, I wanted to like, you know, do something lengthy or whatever. Uh, and also like, share with the class that like yo wrestling like they do be acting and like they do be delivering monologues like the monologue and promo is kind of a synonym uh to an extent you know right right so, right is this is it still in your instagram by the way yeah oh okay so if you follow Sinvidius on instagram you can watch his promo he literally um 
I guess recant. It's the Randy Orton Beth Phoenix promo where <laughs> well, I don't think you would RKO anybody at the end of it, but you know <laughs> that would be st- sweet still pretty convincing. <laughs> Let us get into No Holds Barred for the week. Really, really, really big week for releases in WWE, as we said. Uh, and apparently there's still more to come. That's what they've been saying. There's still more backstage ones to actually come. So yeah, it and might I mean, not we're, actually be over. We're getting one that's like that's like from last week, but we're also getting one that's like uh um like literally hot off the presses. Like yeah, like this morning. Uh let's get to the big one first. Uh the NXT referee, Drake Wirtz. We know him as co- we know him as uh Q on Poppy. Uh <laughs> <What? which> really- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> who said that? A lot of people say it in the, in the industry. Sin. A lot of people say it. Uh, he was he was released <laughs> late last week from NXT, and another release that was you know that was like to uh, to a lot of people way 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 too long coming. Um, but, but it finally happened. But here's the thing, though. Like WWE, can, I mean, it really ends up becoming a behavior thing, right? Like they can't yes. actually release you for your beliefs. Yes. More than anything. Like, yeah. it ends up, that's kind of how, unfortunately, I mean, Jackson Riker is still the only one there, but <laughs> the Forgotten Sons, who are now 100% forgotten, um, a lot of it ended up becoming budget cuts and behavior and all this other stuff that kind of, you know, tip was tipped off and it was like, ah, oh, let's just get him out of here. Um, I don't think, because he was there for so long, and I think he even refereed recently. I don't even think I think it had to be sometime within the last month. I felt like I've seen him on TV. It was um, last week. Last week was his final one. Someone filled in for him the week before, and that was the week after he he had called into that fucking uh, town hall meeting with his NXT yeah. gear on, crying. Uh, he was off that next week, and then he had been sporadically on the show. He would only do like one match a show, where he whereas he used to do like main events because he was the top referee there. But last week was his last week refereeing. Right. And, and you know, we're hearing all these stuff now about how his kind of behavior. He got in with EJ, who was also just recently released this week and kind of a um, a pretty crazy. I mean, I don't know if it was crazy. I kind of see where it happened. I can see the way EJ explains it, which he does on Fightful um, with Sean Ross Sapp. The way he explains it, I absolutely like. He's telling it, and I'm like visually seeing it. I'm like, oh yeah, I bet he did call him boy, and, and oh yeah, I bet he did. Um, EJ, who's trying to like, you know, like, yo, let's talk. Why would you talk to me this way, et cetera, et cetera? There's a whole kind of like conflict between what happened with EJ and what happened with Drake that kind of like led to a lot of people looking kind of sideways at Drake, um, who had already been looking at him sideways. Well, yeah because people just didn't i mean what the report said that people didn't feel comfortable with him refereeing their matches or working with them Mm -hmm. and that they were afraid Um, that he would use his power to keep them down and to uh influence uh the higher ups because of the power he had in the company yeah and he had just been taken down from being the senior referee i guess on nxt and a bunch of other stuff all this stuff it's like things you see and you see them coming and etc like that um it's a, I mean, I don't but even know if it's Drake's, a shame. <laughs> but I mean, <clears throat> Drake's, you know, behavioral issues and, and radicalization, rather, have been very, like, open and way more open in 2020 as the Trump stuff, the election happened. I think the first inkling of it last year was him attending the Save the Children rallies with Nia Jax there. Oh. 
And uh, I think Karrion Cross had even shown up at a, to a couple of them, like really like, you know, brain worms level shit um, that led to more shit, like him being seen in places without masks on and, uh, you know, him having really dicey, crazy Facebook posts. He was on Parlor, for God's sakes. Like he was on a, he was doing a lot of crazy shit that, Yuck. you know, honestly, I was shocked that they were still allowing him to do because most wrestlers keep that shit in the dark, to be honest. Yeah. And they, they keep it the sneaky likes. Like Karrion Cross, he's the sneaky light king. You have a bunch of likes. <laughs> yo, a bunch of likes like, Karrion, you're the greatest. You're the greatest. And then they're one, one from Ben Shapiro. And it's like Drake, Drake's, Drake works with always on that shit. And I, I think, you know, it really reached the head when after uh, Trump lost. Um, and, and, and Drake had completely lost it. Like a lot of people say, and I know this is an excuse, and it kind of goes back to kind of like the ultimate warrior, warrior parable where he had a lot of things happen to him in his life. He was a deathmatch wrestler who had got hit upside the head a whole bunch of times and he couldn't wrestle anymore and stuff like that. Like he was, he was, he used to be addicted to drugs and, you know, he found another drug and that drug is religion. He is, he is a devout radical. Uh, The old demons. Yeah. The old demons, the old demons, you know, (laughs) finesse. You got the demons. Oh, oh, Christ. Oh my God. Yes. I love it. I love him for sure. Of course. But I mean, you know, you're right. He can't be let go for, for beliefs, but he was encroaching. Like there was a triple H speech that they said he had last year that everyone heard about uh, where, you know, he stormed out because triple H said, everyone is welcome regardless of what religion or race. And he stormed out. You know, like, it was like, excuse me, wow. <laughs> excuse me, every like, religion, even the made up ones, just a wild, you know, a wild, um, you know, a, a wild guy. I, I mean, like, I, I don't know what to say, but like, you know, there were a lot of things like that, that were said and reported about him. Uh, my my bud, David Bix, put out a um, he did a lot of stuff on Drake Words over the past couple months, and I was actually on the Q and on uh, anonymous podcast. And and I'm I know this is weird, but I'm obsessed with these Q and on uh, exposal accounts and podcasts now. I watch Q mm. into the Storm on uh, HBO Max, and I'm like into that shit now. Like I, I'm I'm mm. all, I'm trying to find out because the thing is, is like how do these people get radicalized? And you see the same thing over and over and over again. Like Drake Wirtz is like now trying to get back into wrestling, you know, t- t- 10 or so years removed from him having to stop doing it. So it's like these motherfuckers are crazy. It's crazy. I, I would be worried for anybody who knows him personally or he's ever crossed or has ever crossed him. I would be really concerned because this, this motherfucker is radical. Hey. Yo, uh, J5, uh, quick question. Don't take this the wrong way. Um, your girl, she's Hispanic, right? Yeah. Uh, so, um, are you familiar with Sabado Gigante? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, like you've sat down and like watched it, uh, I've watched it? it before and not with her. I haven't, I, 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 he watching his own time. It's He's not on like, air anymore, right? I thought, I thought it was off air. Uh, I don't know uh, if like, uh, some I think of these things are still going. I, I think I'm, it's off air I, now. Yeah. I was just thinking of like, you know, being in my grandma's living room uh, as a child, but, uh, so I don't know if you uh, if you're familiar with this, but like, I don't know what they would do on that show if it would be like singing competitions or game show type shit. But like, there would be like somebody uh, on the show that at some point that they don't fuck with or like, um, they might just want you out of there. So like, they have this guy in a whole costume. Uh, they call him El Chacal uh, de la Trompeta which translates to the jackal with the trumpet. So like, 
when they stop fucking with you, this guy comes out and just starts blasting the trumpet in your ear, and then he just drags you the fuck off the show, <laughs> and, and and everybody just goes fuera, which which is like fuck out of here. So like, <laughs> I like to imagine with Velveteen and Drake Wards that like Xavier Woods was just blasting the trumpet like fuck out of here, <laughs> and they were just tossing these dudes out the fucking PC. I would love that. I, I would want them to make that a, a WWE YouTube extra if they didn't just fucking fire half the digital team today. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's not... F- oh, fuck. I feel for those guys. WWE digital team is one of the best in the biz, just period. I hope they... Well, they, they, they said they, cons- they consolidated them. They they, they were uh, said they were part of the, the teams that were uh, that were fired today as part of the, the cutbacks for WWE. They're realizing from, from what the stories are saying that they uh, they have too many people working on the same things, so they they want to mm-hmm. consolidate that and make that one whole team. Um, understandable. I know people will, will get upset about this shit. It's, it's literally it is downsizing one on one. My my where I work at right now has had a considerable a considerable downsize. And same you know, as where I work actually too. Yeah, after COVID, this shit is it, it's happening regardless of how much your company makes. Our company is in good standing and they're still doing that shit. It's it's like it's terrible. But it's like, yo, if they're seeing that people are doing the same thing, and it's, it's called like redundancy, I think, and they'll just, they'll just let motherfuckers go. And, and I think that's uh, it's what happens when you work in a fucking media company. You know, like it, it's nothing's promised for anyone unless you're a fucking CEO. But that's neither here nor there. There was another um, release today. Yeah. Um, <sighs> speaking of like breaking news. So this is the first I'm hearing of the digital team. And yeah. Meals just hit me up, uh, whatever, an hour or so ago. And he's like, here's the rundown of what we're going to talk about. And I saw uh adnan verk uh, released and i was like wait a minute this like meals is breaking news to me right <laughs> right this second <laughs> yeah 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 i mean that is that is that's our next point here uh adnan verk as you might know him as the new color guy for uh or the new play-by-play i believe guy for uh wwe monday night raw was let go just a little over a month after he started at the wrestlemania um it was announced very terse tersely by wwe social i guess they were <laughs> As everyone else was finding out they were let go, they had to find out that he was let go too and that, that they had mutually, or that he had mutually parted ways with WWE. He left a comment uh, earlier uh, today, uh, right after he was let go, saying, uh, the weekly travel along with my other jobs was a grind for me and my family. I'm grateful to everyone with the company, especially uh, Corey Graves and Byron Saxton for being such fantastic teammates. So uh, it just seemed like, I mean, it was just too, it, it was a lot. And the nigga heard they were going back on the road and was like, nah. <laughs> oh, he got he got that road schedule and was and and literally like he got that he got that road we schedule and saw 25 cities. There would be there would be no way. Like that becomes your life. And you know, we know people that have worked there and we know how mm-hmm. grueling that travel is, and we know that you know you have to be on all the time. You have to be on, on, on every single day. And this it's not for everybody. I would never work for WWE. Let me be clear. Ever in my as, life, the, <laughs> as opposed to popular belief, <laughs> I know I would never fucking. I love work life balance, and like I love my time away. I love my time with my family. I love my time with my fiance. Like I would absolutely never work for that company. Like I don't know. Why. I would. I would. I would work with WWE, but I would not work for WWE. Absolutely no. not. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Fuck that. <laughs> but but what were you guys' um, thoughts on Adnan as he as he hits that dusty trail? Oof. Listen, they didn't even have a picture of the motherfucker. That's how this quick. 
they had to grab some shit from Getty. I was like, damn, y'all even got y'all even took a headshot of him. They they got people snapping shit every week. You got fucking Ricochet doing Dripochet every week, but couldn't grab one of Adnan. Um, with that said, um, it was clear that it didn't seem like it was a good. He wasn't bad. It just seemed like it wasn't for him. No, like to be a wrestling commentator means at various times you have to ignore the part of you that says call the action and introduce the part of you that says we're telling a story and i have to kind of embellish this in a sports entertainment way he did not capture that a lot mm-hmm. i mean he had a bad first week second week was a little bit better and to be honest with you i didn't really like notice him which is i mean he didn't do a bad job but i didn't really notice him throughout the raw but throughout the rest of the raws because graves and byron are there and they're familiar voices to me um but i could see why this just a month in like he's just like nah mm, let me go back to whatever the hell i was doing which i forgot what he was doing before this but um yeah so what are you what are you guys thoughts i like couldn't even tell you if he was good or bad like my ears just never tuned him in mm. yeah he's got a he's got a voice that, i mean <laughs> the way he, he doesn't pop like immediately it's not a michael cole or even a, a Corey graves or even a pat mcafee to the instance like it doesn't pop when you listen to him it's just kind of a voice that yeah. kind of occurs mm-hmm. yeah um, he he just never really fit like I, I i think i said this earlier on twitter like he was never actively bad i know people would love to like say that I, I i thought that he sold things well i thought he threw the commercial really well i thought he sold product really well i thought that he at least attempted to show some personality outside of you know what what you what you know what they allow you to but compare him and pat mcafee and you'll see that the difference between he and pat is the knowledge of the of the product and and how to call the product and i think he just never really got that like pat seemed like a natural on his first day and he's he's he seems like he's actually making Michael Cole in the same way that um that Renee Young uh, had Michael Cole kind of like more rejuvenated when she was on there. She re- he rejuvenated Michael Cole, and, and Michael Cole works with people that have personality. Uh, I think the the reason why Corey and I, I think this is more of a, a a argument that Corey should be in the Michael Cole role <laughs> than Adnan Burke should, should have been because he did a fantastic job in the past month on Raw. Well, uh, I, and I know he probably well, didn't want to leave SmackDown. Yeah, and I then I, I was talking to you before this. I was like, man, they've been really trying to kind of recreate the Michael Cole thing for like over two decades. Like for the various people they brought in, for the various people that they've scouted. Um, I think it's even, to be honest with you, I think a large part of it is Michael Cole seeing these guys and it was like, we should bring them in. Because um, if I can be a person who did, who was like in the war and who did a lot of commentary outside of that, that can come in and kind of seamlessly transition to the world of sports entertainment, perhaps other people who feel a strong way about it can do as well. And, you know, we talked about it on Twitter, we talked about Adnan and we talked about Mike Adamley and we talked about kind of other, I think there was another person from UFC they tried to bring in a couple of years back. Mike, John, Mike Campbell, I believe. Yeah, something along those lines. So... I think they've been trying to do this for kind of like the last two decades or so, trying to continue. Like Michael Cole at some point can no longer be the voice of the show. I'm sure he'll continue to go on. He's got at least like another what, like what, maybe like 10 years in him. Like, But I'm pretty sure he wants to like take a step back and I'm like, yo, I'm not even trying to really be doing this like that. Um, so who knows? We'll see. God bless Tom Phillips. <laughs> Hopefully he's back. <laughs> if not, um, 
I can't imagine what else they would do for a play-by-play guy, to be honest with you, unless they bring yeah, Vic know. Joseph back. But he's so he's kind of like settled in on NXT. I don't know if you want to like disrupt that. I don't know. Bring back Nigel, man. I miss my nigga, my, my nigga Nigel. Nigel. Um, <laughs> we we talked about WWE going back to arenas. Uh, I, I'd be remiss to not announce the fact that Money in the Bank uh, in July will be in uh, Texas, and uh, SummerSlam will be in Nevada. So there goes your news for uh, the twenty five city tour. Bring them to the. They're not going to the Mecca. You know Bring why they're not America. going? Because they're they're going to all MAGA states. They're not going to New York. You're not coming to New York because obviously we're going to be too busy in these playoffs, busting many an ass. In August, <laughs> what playoff you are might. you in August? Maybe the WNBA. I don't know. <laughs> no, you know what's going to happen. You know why? Because the Staples and in, in New York and. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna require them to have vaccinated unvaccinated sections, and they're trying to let niggas mingle the way that they want to mingle. And yeah, <laughs> you're trying to you're trying happen. to go all full. We trying to you think you think double or nothing will have a vaccinated section and Fuck non-vaccinated. No. I, I think it's I think it's already confirmed that they're not doing that. Fuck no, they, they got it all in a soup. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. You know, all AEW fans ain't vaccinated anyway. Uh, have you have you seen nigga? Have you seen? <laughs> hey yo. I had a question I was uh, I was thinking of when we were talking about uh, Dark Side. Uh, uh, so like I was thinking like what if Twitter was around that time? Like what would people be saying? Or, or like if AEW tried to pull some shit like that today? Like how do you th- how do you think people would be fucking reacting to it? Fucking there were the people same. who would there were people who would absolutely say that it was a good idea nonetheless. And like this is the reason why you're wrong for saying it's a bad idea. I completely one hundred percent believe that. There is no go ahead. Because I know what you're about to say. There's no parody. There isn't. Like there there, no, I'm like, there's no parody. Someone will find a way to defend it just like there's somebody that will defend WWE's bullshit sometimes. Like there's no parody in it at all. Yeah. Um real quick before we go to break. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp announced earlier this week that there are there are call ups that are coming, and there's going to be more than just uh, the Rick Rick uh, Bugs, Ricky Boogs, yeah, Ricky Boogs, the Booger Man, him. the Booger more Man. Him, I don't uh, more than him coming uh, in in the next couple of weeks. I hope um, it's more than him because to be honest, I'm with, not that impressed. But go ahead. <laughs> with uh, NXT looking like they're going to be calling the herd after this week, uh, of course they have a huge match between Finn Balor and Karrion Cross this week. Uh, what do you, what are we thinking? Who who we think is going to call up? Other than Finn, no other name jumps to mind. Um, I, I don't think anyone on. Wanted, I I don't think there's anyone. I can't say. Let me see. Who do I think is going to get called up? There's um, a lot. There actually is a lot. I, th- I think I, I'll, I'll start. Like, I, I think absolutely, like like uh, Sin said, I think Finn is definitely a shoe-in. I don't think Finn was supposed to be on NXT that long, but I think COVID kind of made it that made it like that. And the fact that Karrion got injured, and he had to slide right into the into the champion role there because there was nobody else yeah. ready, and they and they didn't want to go back to Cole Gargano or um, or Champion at, at the time. Um, I, I think if, if they really want to, they could make a they could make a uh, they could make a a argument that Gargano could go up to if, if he I, wants to. I don't think I don't think anyone who is featured weekly on television will be called up because I think NXT, Other than especially Finn. with their 
Yeah, other than other than Finn, because I think NXT has a strong cast that they currently like to contribute that they want to continue to feature on that show. And I think Johnny Gargano is just going to be stuck with the brand of NXT. I don't foresee him. Be- I think if he was going to get called up, he would get called up already. But the way his character is like forming and changing and shit, he looks like he's going to be right where he's at. I see a lot of people who are just non-factors in general being called up like, you know. Aaliyah and like I see more I guess, from the women's I see more from the women's side to be honest. Like if I would have a probably a longer list of, of, of people on the women's division getting called up. Like Tegan Knox could get called up. Um I, I think that uh Mercedes. We could see go. we could see Yo. um, what's, what's my man's name? What's your favorite guy? Um oh my god, what's his name? Kona Reeves. If Kona, he's ever yeah. he could go Yeah, up. because I, I think they they're like, okay, these people have been there long enough. Let's just call them up. We're not doing anything with them on the show. Like, it's for instance, it's like with Reginald. They weren't featuring Reginald on NXT. They weren't even featuring Ricky Boogs on NXT. But they were just like, we taught them how to wrestle. They know how to wrestle. Let's just let them fly. Let them swim. It's gonna, they're going to do whatever they want to anyway. I don't think anyone from like the main cast of the show, maybe EO Shirai. Like, a, I, I, I probably I say, say EO. Top level people, EO, EO, and Finn. But the thing is, the question is, Cole hasn't been on the show for for over two months almost, and he's he's by himself now. Mm-hmm. Kyle, I don't see Kyle leaving. Um, Cole, to me, it it would be a huge mistake if they didn't let Cole and Finn go. That's an automatic spark to those rosters. If those two yeah, Cole but, get called up, mm-hmm. automatically. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, but they're it would, but it would, but I, I feel like they aren't calling up NXT guys to benefit the main roster anymore. I think they're calling up who p- people that they want to just kind of put in positions. Like for instance, like um, almost like you know what I'm saying. Like it, it's not really like people who are just like okay, how can we inject something? I think they're just calling up like auxiliary players now. Like even what's his name, Commander Aziz. I don't. It's those so, are big, but you're naming big niggas that would have never got a push in NXT anyway. Yeah, but it's like I think they. Um, I think they would want to stay strong to the cast of the actual show, especially these familiar people who cast the show. That's why I'm not really fully seeing Adam Cole yet. I think Adam Cole would be great on the main roster, but I'm not really fully seeing him yet. But I would be very pleasantly surprised if he did. Any anyone else in? Uh, I got nothing. All right. So when we get back, we're going to talk about SmackDown and Raw for this week on the A-Show. Be right back. Who the hell are you? (laughs) Who am I? I'm Rick Boogs. That's B-O-O-G-S. And I came to rock with the real king of SmackDown. Shinsuke Nakamura! Boots! Thank you, Boots! What a treat this is! That was one of the best Nakamura openings. In a while. I like that a lot. It was cool. 
Uh, can he actually play the guitar? Yeah, it was him. It was <laughs> or, him playing. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, didn't right. hear him playing. I don't know. Just these <laughs> niggas with guitars. I'm not really feeling them, to be honest with you. You didn't see him moving. The, I think he was a great addition to, to Shinsuke's thing. If you're, if you're gonna finally give the king a king's court, so to speak, have the, his have him have a player. Like it makes Shin Shinsuke look like he's a big time guy. I, I think they're actually really doing something with him now. So that's that's pretty cool. Why should call up um what's his face? Who's that new guy that sounds like um a car? What's his I what? Huh? It sounds like what's his name? Oh my god, he has the hairline. Um What? <laughs> the hairline. <laughs> what am I I'm trying to find his name. Sorry, sorry, hold on, hold on. What's his what, name? Guys, he NXT? Yeah, he's on NXT. He just debuted like a couple weeks ago in a in a ladder match or something. I forgot his name. Why is his LA name? Me? There we go. <laughs> The guy with the hairline. Um, <laughs> that, I have no, I have no clue. That that did not help anyone <laughs> listening or on the show know what the what the fuck that was. Uh, let's talk about SmackDown. SmackDown was all right. It was cool. I liked Raw better than SmackDown this week. Raw, they didn't write anything for Raw. <laughs> That's they my. Did, they wrote some. They wrote the, the producers wrote some banger ass matches. You're wilding. <laughs> no, they wrote one hour's worth of content, and then it was just like, just go out and wrestle for two hours. That's fire. <laughs> that's all. If that's all Raw is. If that's all, what do you mean it's not gonna work? It worked this week. <laughs> Fuck. It, I mean, I it worked this week because I wasn't expecting it. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. What are you talking about? I thought. I mean, SmackDown was a one match. It's show. not that it was bad. It wasn't bad, but it was just like, yo, it was like clearly Smack- they didn't write anything for the show. SmackDown was a one match show, and I thought that a lot of the matches on Monday were better than the one match on the SmackDown. I thought. I, Absolutely, I agree with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. More than hundred percent. SmackDown was main evented by a really good match, even if it wasn't as good as the matches on, on Monday between Big E, uh, Apollo oh, Crews, KO, and Sammy. Huh? What are you talking about? I said it, it no, was, it, was good. It, it just wasn't better. You said it wasn't me. as than than the was, matches on Monday. Not one of them. No. Oh really? Wow. I thought maybe, I would put it in the same caliber, but go off. My opinion. I'm not. I'm not speaking for you. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm. I'm speaking for me. I'm speaking for me. All right, speak for you then. Anyway, uh, Fatal 4 <laughs> between these four. Uh, what did you guys think about this match? I thought it was really good. I thought it was in the same caliber as the matches. On all right, all right. What did you think about the match? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Damn, I've missed SmackDown the past two weeks because of work and other shit. That's okay. You're not oh, – unless, like, unless you're heavily into Roman Reigns and the Usos, you're not – <laughs> yeah, I would be trying to catch up like on Hulu, but it'd be over thirty six hours and the shit's not on Hulu yet. Like I'd be so tight. Yeah, yeah, they gotta figure out that Hulu thing. I don't. I'm not fully sure of what's the actual like rollover time with that. But in terms of, I mean, in terms of just SmackDown in general. So what you're kind of missing is Seth Rollins still beating Cesaro's ass. So he's that's still gotta doing be, that. That's that's gotta be a cell match. It has to be. It, I mean, they've announced no cell matches, and the Charlotte Rhea match is not a cell match. Is it? They didn't say it was a cell match. No. Oh, okay, all right. Um, that's weird. Uh, first of all, it's also weird that Charlotte got the match. I mean, yeah, she beat Oscar, we'll t- but we'll Oscar beat about her we'll too. Talk about that. We'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about that in a second. Jeez. Um, I like, I liked. What did I like on SmackDown? I like that it started off with the Parade of Champions. I thought that was completely different than Roman Reigns coming out for like 20 minutes parade of champions so they got a brand new set of champions most of them people of color um 
except Natalia, who ruins it all once again. But um, they had a parade of champions. They brought out kind of all the champions on the SmackDown roster, and Roman Reigns was supposed to be the headliner of this parade of champions, but he chose not to come out because he said he's going to have his own parade, and it's going to be a parade of a champion. And that's kind of how <laughs> it happened. And he tried to do it, and then Cesaro tried to come out, and it was just like, yo, actually, I know you beat me, but you didn't really, like, beat me, Kind of, so I won another match. And then Seth Rollins came out and beat his ass, and Roman Reigns just kind of walked away. <laughs> Those yeah. are the highlights of SmackDown. <laughs> well, no, I mean, with the Fatal 4, there was actually something obviously bigger that happened. Fatal 4-Way, yes. The Fatal 4-Way was event, fantastic. In the main event, uh, it's at the end of the, of the match, it saw the return of Aleister Black um, attacking uh, Big E to give the win to Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews, of course, retains the title. And it looks like we're going into Aleister Black versus Big E for Aleister Black's big return. And Big E looks like it's Big E's summer feud uh, going into uh, SummerSlam. So those, that, I mean, I didn't expect that. But what did I say? Did I say six weeks? He did it in like five. <laughs> so he did he return. Did. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he, he did. He returned fairly quickly. No, it, it might have even been less than that. Like, how many weeks? Four. Nah, it, it might have been four. five. It might have been five. It might have been four or five. Yeah, so you're right. Four or five. Um, yeah, so like... I, I said, what, give it six weeks or he'll probably return by six weeks. So he did return by six weeks. It looks like they're they're going forward with this feud. I think as far as like the, the contrast of styles, I think it'll be something interesting for both men. I think this show has absolutely needed someone with the talent of the caliber of Aleister Black, who has really good matches, and Big E, who's, who's had banger matches as well. And I think it's going to be good for, for, both, for both men who are trying to like really prove themselves and get back into the, into the top of the card. I think that this match... The ma- I mean, the match is going to be fire nonetheless. I think the program needs to have the juice. I think the program needs to be something that can be able to carry it for both of these men. Um, Big E, obviously, I think everyone has kind of penciled him into various champion or these universal IC, but he needs to be able to hold these supplementary feuds and pe- be able to hold the attention while not being the champion. And I think Aleister Black continues to need that program that will take him to the next level. So I really, really think that it's the program that uh, that's got to carry this feud. So they better come up with something very, very interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's I it. have a question. Yeah. Go ahead. So uh, on the Ultimate Warrior doc, uh, I don't know why I pronounced it like that, doc, uh, they, they kind of were talking about Hogan being the guy and Ultimate Warrior, like they kind of wanted him to be the next guy. So... I'm pretty sure we're all like unanimous in the opinion that Roman Reigns right now is the fucking guy. Um, And like they tried to make him that for so long years prior, but you know, he was like so miscast. Like they were trying to make him Cena 2.0. Like that's a whole other conversation, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we can all say in his role now, he's the fucking guy, but like a lot of us, also have common conversations like who the fuck's gonna take the title off him though like who's believable right now who's a big enough baby face so like it made me ponder the question like is roman reigns really the guy or is he the guy to make the guy so i pondered this too i pondered while i was in the bathroom like a couple days ago um because i wanted to ask myself in the grand scheme of things, this is a complete aside. We got to head back to Monday Night Raw. But in the grand scheme of things, when you think of top guys in the company, does Roman Reigns fall in the 
Austin Cena Hogan category, or does he fall in the Brett, um, the Brett, uh, Sean, maybe Punk kind of category? Which 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 one did he? I'm gonna I'm gonna defer this to you, J Five. Which one do you think he kind of is closer to? We've never seen a we've never seen a case like a Roman Reigns before. Roman Reigns came up in a period where he's coming off of a 10-year reign, which is unprecedented. The guys before Cena didn't have 10-year reigns, so Cena kind of came in when people still missed these guys. Roman came in where the one guy that was there was still there, and there was another guy there too. I would love to – I'd say that Roman's reign, no pun intended, is a little bit of both. We've never seen anything like this guy before. He has the qualities and the look of these of the Austin Rocks age, but he has the work rate of the punk Shawn Michaels Brett age. We, I, I, you don't lean on either side with either of them because people used to say he couldn't wrestle. Now he's 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 going out and doing twenty five minute matches with Cesaro like it's nothing. You know what I mean? I think, like, sorry, go ahead. And, and I think that you know when you look at his reign, it's it's like even the push is different because they they gave up on him. Brought him back, gave up one, and brought him back again. And now he's fully in. And then, and then they turned him, which was something that they don't like to do to their guys. And they didn't do with Cena after 10 years. So, like, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's something that, that I think that there is going to be people. And I think Roman really is kind of the prototype and the, the measuring stick for this new age coming up. Because we're not ever going to get another Austin-level guy. And we're not ever going to get a fully Brett Sean guy. We're going to get a bunch of guys that are kind of like Roman. And that's really kind of what like Drew McIntyre is too. I think I would I would probably put Drew McIntyre in the in the category of the like the 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 the, the punk Brett Sean Triple H kind of thing only because and this is why I say it, um, but it hasn't been seen yet and we'll see it in a couple of years I'm sure. Um, Roman Reigns needs to have that crossover appeal, that kind of like the crossover appeal. People outside of wrestling know him. People can reference him when they're growing up all these other type of stuff that I don't think that he has quite yet. And not to say that he will obviously get there because it seems like Hollywood is in his sights. I mean, why did he buy the teeth? <laughs> I mean, um, but as of right now, I'd probably put him in that lower, that, that other tier, the B kind of tier as of right now, but he has the makings for the A tier for sure. Absolutely. Um, we should go to Monday night raw, which I do agree was a fantastic show. It was a really good show. Uh, other than like the opening and the rear, rear, rear Ripley bullshit, which I have no clue why they even did. Um, How did you like the new roster of <laughs> the updated roster of women featured on this show? I, you know what? Mm, I, the Lashley's ladies. <laughs> oh, the uh, Applebee's. <laughs> two, two for twenty. <laughs> two for twenty day. <laughs> Yo, one come of them on, was man. hamming it up. I was like, all right, come on, fall back, lady. You're on. You're on national television. Look Damn, a little. Yeah. <laughs> look a little less thirsty come on i i came home from work like an hour after the show so i didn't get to see them oh well you know they're on youtube you can look them up I, people aren't like thirsting for their instagram pages like we were last week but <laughs> they found them they, they, they did find them but <laughs> they did find them oh okay i mean but nobody i'm not uh, following them i followed who i need to follow already that's it um <laughs> um i didn't like okay so I was actually waiting for this discussion because you presented a question on Twitter last night about Bobby Lashley and, uh, and Drew McIntyre. 
And what, what was the kind of question? Kind of recant it so I can... Just oh, so well, I well, I made. I asked a question and I said, what do you guys feel about Bobby's reign so far? Because, you uh-huh. know, I, I'm just like, you know, trying to get a general feel of how I was going to talk about him today. And people were like, well, he, it's good, but get him away from Drew. He's good, but get him away from Drew. And I'm just like, there's a lot of th- things that I feel as though are unfair when you talk mm-hmm. about his reign right now. And one of them being he's only been champion for like two months. Let's just mm-hmm. be clear. And everyone keeps saying he, he's attached to Drew. And I'm like, well, yeah, for a lot of reasons. One of them is he's beaten everyone when he was U.S. champion. The other one being is that it's his first fucking feud. So, like, obviously he's going to be with the guy who lost the title and he, he, the guy who he didn't beat for the title. And they've only faced off, like, two or three times since then. We In right. the same time period, we've seen more Natty, uh, Tamina versus Shayna and Nia Jax matches than we've seen Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley one-on-one well, matches. If you if you'd asked about their reign, people would have been like, fuck that. I mean, exactly. if you asked about the Nia Jack Shayna, but but I do think I do think there is a little bit of credence to people I at least um some sort of exhaustion with the Bobby and Drew thing, because I do think it's a feud that's kind of spinning its wheels a bit. There's doesn't seem to be a particular I mean, Bobby gets a win, Drew gets a win. You know, people from time to time, various championship shot here, various championship shot there. There doesn't seem to be anything that's actually exciting about it. It kind of just kind of they're talking every week. They're doing the same kind of thing every week. So there's not really a pulse to it at all. They're kind of just spinning the wheels. They kind of just flatlined. And this is going to be the discussion. One person's going to come out, feel unjustified in however they've been treated. They'll go to Adam Pierce, talk about it. Adam Pierce will make a match. The other person will get fucked over. Um, then go to Adam Pierce, feeling justified it. Adam Pierce will make a match, and et cetera, et cetera. Like there's no real tempo to it, or at least an increase in tempo to it. It's kind of like just the same kind of thing. That's why I can relate to the people who are just like, yeah, but get him away from Drew. Because there doesn't it doesn't really even seem to be going anywhere. Like, are they having the match at Hell in a Cell? Probably. I mean, (laughs) you know, they are, you know, they are, but they got five fucking weeks of TV to fill. So like, yeah, you you, you either write five weeks of these guys not touching. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, even in 2001 was a tough sell (laughs) for five weeks of people not touching or I'm glad. No, go ahead. But but I I mean, like it's it's a tough sell to have them not touch for five weeks or, or you do something in between, which is what we all see what's going on is like, they keep these guys away from each other as much as possible, but they can't, you know, they even made them, they even made Drew fight, not retribution. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for, for like two weeks. So it's like, I, they, mean, they should have, <laughs> I was like, why have, did they just continue that? Well, they, because they, they, they got to keep them away from them. I, I think like, like what they did with Charlotte Oscar is way more egregious than what the fuck they do with, with Drew and Bobby. Like, I think there are way more egregious examples of feud padding than these two. Mm-hmm. Drew, and I think right everyone would agree. Drew, um, was rightfully wronged. He didn't lose the title. He still technically has never lost, you know, didn't lose it, but he did lose the match for the title. This is technically will be his first rematch for it or his second rematch for it. Guess, so, yeah. so like it, essentially it isn't really that much matches and they're not really that atta- like, I, I, I think I tweeted too, like niggas would have hated Austin and angle in 2001. I know I keep bringing up 2001, but I'm doing it for a reason. Wink, wink, but they would have hated Austin <laughs> and angle in 2001 right because they they face each other a lot am i right or wrong wink 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 um i I think you're wrong actually (laughs) Uh, that's cool 
Um, <laughs> but um, I like that they add Kofi Kingston to this because then it adds a little bit of an extra flair for it. I think it's they added Kofi Kingston. It might end up being a little bit at the detriment of Drew McIntyre because Kofi Kingston is such a beloved character on the show. That beloved. When did Drew stop being but, beloved? But, but Kofi, <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not saying he's not beloved, but I think that Kofi is just so beloved and that people would be like, okay, he deserves a shot to the point that people are going to complain oh. if Kofi lose. Oh, well. So oh, it's well. to the detriment of Drew. <laughs> I mean, yes, oh, I knew oh, you well. would say oh, well. Of oh, oh, fucking well. Oh, well. Who having better? Ma- Drew carried Kofi to a really great match this week. Wow. But yes, he did. <laughs> I yeah, was going to say wow, he did. carried, but yes. <laughs> he had Kofi old a- ass moving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... It was a good match. It was a really, really good match. And then we'll learn that the story of the show was it was a show full of great matches. Yeah. I mean, you, we, I mean, we got to talk about Riddle versus Xavier Woods. Having they, they had a match that I feel as though these two would have had in Reseda at PWG one day, one of these days. Like, completely against pace and tone of any WWE match that I've seen thus far in yeah. terms of just, like, two guys just doing shit. And yeah. it was a... It was Woods a probably has all the... He probably has enough, you know, cachet backstage. He was like, yo, let's... Let's have a banger. Fuck out of here. No one's no one wrote shit on this show anyway. I mean, this is the same show where fucking Jackson Riker beat AJ Styles, which to me is like incestual because they're you know because of the two guys that they are. But like, you know, if I knew if I knew that they put AJ Styles versus Jackson Riker and Natty and Tamina versus Nia Jax and you wouldn't watch it. Think, you wouldn't watch the show. I wouldn't watch the fucking end of the show. No. Um, so yes, no. Uh, um, even even Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, you know they got they got a clean like ten minutes, and, and yeah. I thought that that was again complain about what you want with them getting broken up. They gave them a video package that explained it. They gave him a promo that actually advanced the story and 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 really advanced Cedric's attitude and really and babyface Shelton too in 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 the process. But they also had a great match on top of that. And now if they have plans for cedric that is yet to be determined because they've done this with him so many times remember when cedric dressed up as a janitor yeah oh yeah was doing karate kicking alongside roman reigns i remember that shit yes. yeah for one week and then the next week he was getting his ass whipped and then he was never seen again um so who knows what, what plans they have for these guys but you know I, I thought they had a really good match and then you also had charlotte and oscar who had to me a pay-per-view level match on free tv this week and, and i know that like Obviously, it's, it's dumb as hell. Though. Yeah, it's, I know it's it's, it's dumb. It's dumb as hell that Oscar beat her last week and she traded wins. And the only reason Oscar got the win over Charlotte is because she got pinned at Backlash. And the, and, the, and like the trading of wins on these shows is literally the one reason why I hate watching Raw and SmackDown. I agree. I agree. Um, send videos. Anything that stood out to you on Monday Night Raw and the in the parts that you watched? So I came home in uh, and I tuned into the middle of. Charlotte versus Asuka and I was like man do I even want to like pay attention because like they doing this so often now but like also they don't miss so I'm I'm like kind of iffy uh but then like Charlotte hit like the Andrade style kind of missed the moonsault but do it again shit and I was like "Ooh, okay I, I see what's going on here um uh I'm all I'm all for the little shit like that uh, couples doing each other's moves uh on the down low um <laughs> uh, like it's just a little thing that pops me um and, and also like like it'd be so hard for me to pay attention uh when raw is on but like when xavier woods and riddle came on i was like oh let me put the phone down like i don't i don't know what might happen here and 
and that one fucking monkey flip suplex i don't know what the fuck that was but like that that shit had me like i stood up straight i was like okay i'm in here like what's going on but like besides that like i was like tuned the fuck out like i was really not paying attention to the show <laughs> I feel it's you. a good show. I, I would go back and but it was a good I would show. definitely go show. back and watch. I would definitely go back and watch uh, the Cedric Alexander Shelton match. It, it was it was really good. I mean, no, I mean, no promos or anything bad to speak of. The main event, of course, uh, had uh, the tag champs, the women's tag champs, uh, defend their titles successfully. Uh, and I mean, you know, it is what it is. It looks to, it looks to me as Shayna and Nia are going to be breaking up pretty soon. Which you know, thank God that's that, that's happening. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Was, that was Raw and SmackDown for the week. Uh, I mean, we got to thank our Hall of Fame patron, Sin Videos, for being on the show with us today. If you if you guys you guys missed a lot of really good conversation, make sure you please sign up for our Patreon, uh, where you'll be able to hear a more lengthy and, and really elongated version of the A-Show and other shows as well. Uh, but we had a really good conversation with Sin Videos. Thank you for being on the show, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um it's always great uh i mean it's only the second time but it's always uh, great listening to, to hey, it's good more than other niggas i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> um uh you know i uh, i see what you guys be doing you you got your whole network going on and uh like i don't know how y'all find time to do these things with your day jobs and meals is probably mid-run right now like he don't stop moving <laughs> like um, I did run earlier. Yes, I ran before. Like, this. Yes, like you know, hustle recognizes hustle, and I respect it. Absolutely, and and we respect you. Thank you so much for supporting the Patreon, and uh, thanks to everyone else for supporting the Patreon as well. Uh, this week in our Patreon channel, we have a new episode of Spot Callers with myself, Cyrus, and Dom Griffin, the armchair author himself, talking about Ultima Lucha Three from Lucha Underground. Fantastic episode, really funny episode as well. Uh, of course, you have this show, the A Show, and you have the War Report. Uh, this Friday, I think they're reviewing All In. I think they're reviewing All In this week because it's the anniversary of that show. Mills, you had an announcement too. I don't know if you want to do that now. I want to announce that I have an announcement next week. Okay, announcement next week <laughs> on the A Show from Mills. Oh, I have no like, clue. <laughs> sounds like raw booking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I come from the school of MMG. Sorry. Yeah, MMG booking. Uh, so, of course... Thank you guys for listening to the A Show. Uh, for meals, I am Justin. Uh, please be safe, wear your mask, get fucking vaccinated, and let's get back outside this summer. Uh, see you next week.